Your defense is in trouble. And get ya in the room. Evening, Tate. Evening, Jack. You're good. Yes, mate. How are you? Um, I think you can tell from the intro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, warning if you're news. Sorry about that. Apologies. In quite a good mood um, after the uh, the victory last night. Oh, yep. Yesterday yes, evening. Uh, yep. Good, uh, good weekend for yourself. Yes. No. It was a good weekend. What? Say a good weekend. Some of the Saturday football was pretty dull. Don't yeah, pretty dull, wasn't it? Awful. A few skips tonight, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are using a new. Well, Jack is using a new microphone tonight. Yes. Hopefully it sounds alright. I mean, we've done a few tests and what we can, but normally when we upload it, there's that's when the issues, if there are any, that that's when it happens. But I suppose, like Tate said before, it's just got to try it and yeah. go from there, really. Episode 29, the first bit of investment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, that, all those monetary <laughs> all those ads. Um, so without further ado, let's crack into the teaser this week. Yep. Um, so this podcast will basically be, we're going to talk about West Ham and Everton. Um, that we'll review that game and then go into Everton in a bit more detail. What's going on? Why it's going on? What's happened? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Frank Lampard's been sacked this afternoon. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then go into Arsenal, Manchester United, and a little bit of the rest of the games and a little bit of any other business yep. may do. And then the usuals: question, um, win of the week, team of the team of the week, team and week, win yeah. losers, etc., etc. Yeah. So this teaser, Everton are one of the 12 founding members of the Football League. But can you name the other two current Premier League teams in that list? Alright, give it a go. Yeah. Give it a go. So, so, let's start at London Stadium. Yes, <coughs> with Everton. West Ham versus Everton. El Sakiko, as it was, it was, um, it was and we named were, online. Yeah, And it was right, really. And it's it? proved... Yeah. Funny enough, the last El quote unquote El Sacco I can remember was last season. It was um, Nuno versus um, Solskjaer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if we're looking back. Maybe you should have won. <laughs> yeah, maybe we were deser- maybe we were better with him than without him. But who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. So both teams went into this game one on a one win and seven. No, sorry, a seven winless game, which was yes. both horrific form mm. and like the title said. Everton have left that's left this game in a very sticky situation. No manager, joint bottom of the league. At one stage they were bottom, with um, if it wasn't for the VAR goal and the late Aston Villa winning, eight late Aston Villa goal, shall I say, they would have been bottom of the league. Um, yeah, they have no winning eight now. I know mm. you just said about the mm. obviously both teams are winless in seven, but obviously yeah, Everton's extended winless run continues. Mm. I yeah, fancied this to go with the um, the home team, though. Zuma came back in. West Ham went back to a 3 slash 5 at the back, wherever you want to look at it. They looked a bit more back to themselves. Dropped yeah, Creswell. I, I, fancied, I fancied West Ham. Like you were saying about them not winning their first win in the league since October when they beat Bournemouth at home 2-0. Um, and in that run, they, they drew with Southampton away um, and they've now beat Everton. So and all, all those three sides are all below West Ham. And they picked up points against all of them, uh, but yeah, like you said, West Ham's first win since October. They, I think they started Ben Rama um, after two le- after two games in the league coming off the bench. They got rid of Suchek, no Cresswell, and like you said, three at the back, five, mm. three slash five. 
Um, and yeah, they seem to pick some different personnel, and maybe at home that's that's just gonna mm. keep them away from that bottom three. I think. And Antonio actually looked back to his what well, Antonio best really. His assist for the second goal was classic Antonio. Yeah, pinned the defender, turned him, yeah. awkward strength, pacey. Mm. And then a, a deflected cross across, and then Bowen finished that off for the second goal. Yeah. Um, with Ings coming off of the bench, good signing for you. Yeah, I've got. I was going to say about Ings, but yeah, it's just a, obviously that new signing and the, a classic, the sort of cliche comment. But if he stays mm. fit, he'll score goals. But mm. Ings is is literally that that he is proven, mm. quote, proven quality in the Prem. Not a, not a world beater, but quite a decent centre forward that's why he was at Villa but in Villa mid table sort of trying to push up mm. didn't quite work out for whatever reason or not fit enough and all that stuff but yeah if, if Moyes can get him in and, and get him firing he might even just stir up the pack a bit and get Skamaka scoring or mm. Bowen might be start start firing again and things like that so yeah I actually I quite like it and he's in recent years he was ru- obviously he was at Liverpool he's rumoured to be mm. going to top clubs but didn't quite happen um, yeah I'd be quite happy if I was a West Ham fan well, like you touched on it, if he can stay fit and mm. watching Scarsworth's news before I came early, he's out for two weeks already. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. Hell, yeah. He got a little knee knock on yeah. the game and he's out for Newcastle and Chelsea, well, apparently. That's, that's the, the point I was saying. Yeah, there, that's, yeah, that's, th- that's why I think a big club, I know obviously it was at Liverpool, but since then, no one's, no one's gone near him, yeah. touched him. Um, yeah. He becomes the first player to play for the Claret and Blue trio. I thought you might like. That. <laughs> I thought you had to be surely. Know, that, it's just a bit of information, really. But Burnley, Villa, and um, West Ham. Though. West Ham. Yeah. Is there another Claret and Blue club out there? There must be somewhere. Mm, Scunthorpe. I think is it. I think a lower league. That's a great shout, yeah. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I um, can picture them. Yeah. Yeah, probably there must be some others. Okay. It got Andy's career Scunthorpe yeah, somewhere. <laughs> No, yeah, but on that Danny Ings signing on and on West Ham in '97, Harry Redknapp was in charge, and they signed John Hartson and Paul Kitson when they were in a relegation battle, and they were I think they were 18 for the time when they signed in January slash February, whenever it was. Hartson scored five in 11, Kitson scored eight in 14, so it lifted them from 18th to 14th, and obviously escaped escaped relegation. And and th- that pair in in terms of West Ham's history, they they look back as that strikers pair and is mm. very good and probably the best the, one of the best they've seen for a long long time um and yeah i'm sure they're they're hoping that danny ings can follow suit and bag some goals mm. for them no i think he'll be i think west ham have more not more than enough but they have more than the teams are below them to stay up well yeah like i said um, they've beat everton now they've beat bournemouth they drew southampton away and mm. three of the bottom three currently and i think it's a classic they're just they're they're going to be three worst teams mm. in west ham because they, they started the game well um they looked they looked a better team from Everton looked shot of confidence. I didn't watch it, did you watch um, it? Yeah, I watched, I watched the game actually with Josh. Um, it wasn't, I don't mean, it was that the flat. Of a game though, wasn't it? It was pretty well, two poor sides going at it. Compared to the dross that was given on on T V actually yeah. Josh came around with his fire stick. Well, can we say that on there? I'll <laughs> oh, get no. it. I have got to touch on that later actually. Um Turn around <clears> But um Yeah, Bowen back in the goals, two goals and on the day he announced he's having twins. Mm. Um and they just looked they looked a far better drilled outfit and Frank made two subs at half time. Slight improvement, but West Ham sat there and was like, Come on, break us down, yeah. beat us. West Ham could have made it three in the end. And Everton eight losses in nine. It's bad. They've it's conceded sixteen in eight games. Um so yeah, what average two two a game and obviously they're, they're mm. not scoring anyway, so that's just a recipe for disaster. I think they've scored fifteen in this season. Mm. 
maybe the joint worst goal scored or second worst, I think, something like that. Yeah, it's just not. And yeah, yeah. today proved that yeah, it's only going to go one way in Lampard. Three wins in 20 games this season for Frank. It's bad. And I got some numbers on Frank as well because I'm not his biggest fan whatsoever. But he should not get another Premier League job for as long as as long as he doesn't get promoted into the championship with a championship team. Yeah. You need to start at the bottom again, mate. Uh, yeah, no, Sorry. What you, do you do now? Like yeah. he's, he, he's, he goes and does. Yeah, go on. You, you, I'm sure you got it. Be a TV presenter somewhere. Go do Homes Under the Hammer of Dion Dublin. That's your level. Or and go be... Yeah. Or go be question sport captain, like yeah. I've said. I mean, that is his perfect yeah. job. To be this little cheeky chappy. Yeah. Go be an Ali McCoy. So I'd be a... Like, yeah, so join us on the podcast. Yeah, do something like that. Manager. You're clearly not a very good manager. No. I'm sorry. I really don't... I've just... I've got. I've had my opinion on since the day one. No, he got hand handed that job at Derby. Took Derby six, from sixth to sixth. Bottled the um, championship um, playoff final. Yeah. Got Chelsea job because he's a Chelsea legend. Yeah, fair enough. You, everyone's going to take that job. A shambles at it. He got he got a really easy ride. Oh, we've got um, transfer okay. embargo. Yeah. Play blah blah blah. No, you were just you did. That that same team that you couldn't do anyone, that then you sign all these players, and then you were still like tenth. Mm. Too cool. Within six months, from the Champions League of that team. No. And the same with Everton. They when Frank came in, they were four points above the drop, and that season they finished four points above the drop. Mm. And yeah, and Lamp- this season now he's in charge from the beginning. They're they're even worse. Lampard. I mean, we'll go in this. We'll, we might start the, the pure Everton talk now. But Lampard, forty-three games. 12 wins, 8 draws, 23 losses, and that's a win percentage of 27.9%, which is the lowest of any manager, permanent manager, they've had in my lifetime. Mm. Well, on that on that percentage, because we're talking about it, but I've got some I've got some stuff on Dyche. But <laughs> <laughs> my man Dyche, I mean, I've heard he's, he's not even a favourite. They've so, got yeah, Bielsa, which is mental. The two favourites are Bielsa and Dyche. Yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll keep saying, keep banging on, but surely... I don't know. Don't worry, I've looked at it and Dyche is not, I'm not saying he's a world beater, but in the cir- I'll talk about it, in the circumstance he was given all the rest of it, he'd done an incredible job with Burnley um, and yeah, surely Everton, all they need now is, is that man, but surely, yeah, I don't think Bielsa is the right choice, but yeah, I think Dyche at Burnley had a, a win percentage of like 34 point something percent over all the time. It's a whole, whole, whole time uh, during Burnley, so yeah, you talk about Lampard's what twenty seven, whatever. So yeah, twenty seven point nine. Yeah, it's just shambles. Um, so where has it all gone wrong for Everton? Because um, under look, ten years ago, they used to be a pretty, they used to be a tough little team to go oh. away. And I've got some notes here on their Premier League finishes since today. Like, go, I've got it back from two thousand and two. Well, we won't go from there. But the recent years, we'll start last. Oh, no, go on. I've got similar, yeah, similar stuff. Last ten years, so two thousand and thirteen. Um, 14 season they were, they were they finished sixth, fifth, eleventh, eleventh after well, Martinez got sacked, and then Kuman got them to seventh. Allardyce eighth, Marco Silva eighth, then sacked. Ancelotti twelve and ten, Lampard sixteen, and he leaves them in nineteenth place. Mm. Well, I'd back you up, but even so, I've, I've, I was going to say that they finished fourth in 0405 mm. but then since then, like you said, they're regularly top eight, yeah. mid table, maybe slightly below mid table. Not I haven't got the exact numbers, but. They've always been, Everton have always been a solid side in the Prem. They've just, that old sort of quote or sort of thing, you, that thought you have, oh, Everton away, that's mm. a tough game. No, you, regardless of, you don't even look at their position, you just assume they're doing all right. They've got a good, hard-working side. They've got a half-decent striker or a good centre midfielder or whatever they've got. 
and it's like, oh, bloody hell, Evan away, that's a tough. You might be at home, mm. you're pretty confident against them at home, but yeah, you think, oh, away, that's gonna be that's gonna be difficult. But yeah, Lampard. I mean, yeah, I don't know. So the last the last couple of years, they've just fallen off a cliff, haven't they? So from 2006 to 2019, they finished outside the top ten. Oh, sorry, outside the top eight twice. So that's consistently, like I said, 7th, 8th, 6th, 5th even in there. And then since 2019, which I've got a note on there, on, that's when their recruitment is taking a turn for the worse. <laughs> and 12th, 10th, 16th, 19th. Remember you did a little feature on um, Southampton. Southampton about a steady decline. And it, it might be different now they've got rid of Lampard. They were all, if they step with Lampard, the whole thing, they're going down. They, yeah. They're going down. They were, and the, they were, at the start of the season, they were confident because of what happened at the back end of last season. But they stayed up. I know he's not really, he's not having a great season, but because of Richarlison, they stayed up. And yeah. It wasn't because of Lampard's brilliance or he galvanised the team. Their form didn't change. Benitez would have probably kept them up. They would have finished 17th. But yeah, and because of last season, I think they were given a bit of false hope. And even the start of this season, they were unbeaten in six or something, six or seven games. I know they drew a lot of them, but they hadn't lost. And then, yeah. Just draw after draw that yeah, game, weren't since, they? Since that first loss, they've just got worse and worse and worse. And Yeah, we t- I mean, they're talking about now, I suppose. But the signings since Lampard in the summer, they brought in Onana. These are sort of the, the names that we all know and that play. They brought in Onana, Tarkovsky, Cody, that Idris Agana, Gay came back. Dwight McNeil, Morpé and James Garner from United, sort of a young, youngish centre midfielder I spent last year at Forest. <laughs> and, yeah, I think Tate's got him here, but you would say, I know I don't, like, a couple of them aren't great players, but, I mean, especially the Tarsko- Tar- uh, Tarkovsky and Cody, I mean, hmm. especially for, I'd say, mid-table side, look at them and be like, yeah, decent, I'd have both centre-halves. Onana was, is a up-and-coming, like, <clears throat> big Belgian centre midfielder. Okay, McNeil was relegated with Burnley, more pay is just not a goal scorer at all. He's a hard-working footballer, but he's never going to score your goals. Garner, I don't, I don't know much about. But yeah, they spent about 110 million, 115 million that summer, mm. and they would have probably thought, oh, "We've got got building like a slight decent squad here." But yeah. well, that's the thing um, with Everton. It's uh, Mashiri, isn't it? As you pronounce yeah. it. Since he's taken over, I think it's the top six, quote unquote, top six, mm. um, big six, should I say, without Spurs, um, they've spent. Um, they've Sorry, let me reword that. Liverpool, Arsenal, Man United, Man City, and yeah. Chelsea have spent more. Have only spent more money than Everton mm. since he's taken over. And it's been like eight hundred million pounds, but they've spent it on. Their recruitment's just horrific. Like, like, like you've just gone through. Anana, like good up and coming player. Like he could be. They probably could make money on him in the summer if they go down. McNeil, he's he's a good little player, isn't he? But he's he relegated of Burnley last year. Mm. Moipay, like you touched on, doesn't score goals. James Garner had a good season in the championship. Yeah, he's, he, was a, he doesn't even play now, I don't think, does he? Or no, I don't think he's, 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 he's even played this season, I don't know. Idrissa uh, Garner-Gag was good when they sold him. He's now come back. Mm. He's probably there because he used to like to live there. Tarkovsky again got relegated at Burnley. Like he's, But then like so he, him and Cody sh- have probably been their two shining lights. Yeah. But uh, why would get rid of Conor Cody? Yeah. Like, I don't, there must be a reason there. They, none of them players are thinking, oh, they're going to push Everton up the league. Mm. They're just all sideways steps, if not a yeah. downward step. Yeah. And that goes back to even the year before. And the thing is with that as well, they sold, and, and they talk in the mm. same conversation, I suppose, but they're bringing in these players. And even, we forget Deli Alley. they brought in Deli Alley. What yeah, that a was waste of time he is. Absolute shocking. And they brought him in last season when they needed 
the total opposite. I said it at the time, but they need the total opposite to Delhi Ali. They're fighting relegation. They're fighting for their lives, and they bring in Ali, who just totally <laughs> lost his head. Mm. And yeah, he's shown what a waste of time he is. Sold Richarlison for sixty million, mm. and that money, or if they hadn't used it, or they're not allowed to use it, they've not invested it properly. Yeah. Yeah, they sold Richarlison and got Mopay. Like that's that's a massive yeah, downgrade. That's, that's terrible. Whether you know football or not, that's a terrible. I know, but Mopay's probably scored more goals than him this yeah. season. But still, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's still a massive downgrade because yeah. he was really important for that team because he played every week and he was like a driving force mm. of getting the crowd up. And on that as well, in the in the transfers and the the recruitment, they they sold Richarlison for sixty million, but Ali was essentially a free um, when they bought him in. But they've sold Andre Gomez. They've got rid of Alan, the centre midfielder used to that they played mm. all last season, but they were all sold on loans. Look at Dinier, yeah, sold on loans and free deals. The only one that's made the money is Richarlison. So because mm. ridiculous. I remember Benitez fell out of Luca Dinier, mm. sold him to Villa, another rival at the time, yeah. and then replaced him with Mielinko, who was oh, a shambles, awful player. Awful. Um, and last year they signed Mielinko. Pat Mielinko for like I think it's like twenty mil. Nathan Patterson from Rangers hasn't done great. Yeah. Tamari Gray, he's been actually very good for them because even they got him for like 1.5 mil. Mm. Ali free, Dross. Um, Andros Townsend, free transfer. But Andros Townsend is not going to no. get you anywhere. He's at like the back he, end of his career and he's, yeah, he, he'll he play here and there. But he, yeah. Solomon Rondon. Oh. Wow. I don't they think... They got rid of him. They've got rid of him. Yeah, either, they must have cancelled yeah. contract or something. But that's another one. Yeah. They've just got... Got him on whatever, maybe a mil, and, mm. and got rid of him for nothing. Begovic, they, I think he's still there on loan. They signed Donny van der Beek on loan, did nothing there. Mm. And they signed um, El Ghazi on loan from, from Villa, and yeah. just did nothing. He's no longer there as well. But all these are such low transfer fees, because they've actually run out of money now, because the money they've wasted, I remember, 35, was it 40 mil on Sigurdsson? Yeah. 30 mil on Awobi. Yeah. They spent 25 million pound on... Alan, they spent... What was Van Der Beek? Was that a loan? Yeah. Oh, was loan. They spent 20 mil on Decore, mm. who's down four and out of Lampard. Um, they spent all this money and they got nothing for it. They haven't been able to... And in that, they could have sold Gordon for... Yeah. Whatever, stupid money. He's awful. <laughs> He's been terrible. Yeah. They've got Moise Keane out on loan at Juve. Bernard, who was a good little player for them, is gone. Has um, James Rodriguez they had. Yeah. <laughs> Calvert-Lewin stopped scoring. That's the main thing for them. And... There's all this talk about financial fair play. I'm not too sure on the actual figures what Everton owe or they're spent or what they can and can't spend. But the issue is they're building a brand new stadium, 53,000. Yeah, 50, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> due to open for the start of 2024-25 season. Yeah, that, I was wondering when, when was that meant to open. So next year is their last season at Goodison. Right. So I'm desperate to go next yeah, week yeah. to um, Goodison. I'm yeah, trying, we're, try, we're, we're trying to get tickets. Well, Arsenal always seem to get the new bounce oh, manager. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an every every team thinks yeah, that, but I yeah. swear it happens all always the time. Um, oh, that's good. Actually. Yeah, hopefully they get Allardyce in for a game. <laughs> <with> six <laughs> at the back. Um, and the new stadium, um, Bramley Moor Dock, I think it's called, or Bramley Dock Moor, yeah. um, is going to cost an estimated seven hundred and sixty million. Like, where's that coming from? If you're playing Barnsley on a Tuesday yeah, night, yeah, like yeah. you ain't getting that. You ain't yeah. filling the fifty-three thousand. I mean. I watched some, seen some stuff and read some things, but that's what obviously West Ham were fearing was that they get this new stadium, sixty thousand, they'll be in a championship with a athletics athletic stadium. But yeah, Everton, that could well and truly happen. Um, yeah, they, it's just um, and that we're looking at recent, as in the last year and a half transfers. Like this is probably, I imagine, and I'm sure a lot of Everton fans will say that this has been going on for 
years, like mm. seasons, with probably when they've had when they've had the change of man- managers. Sorry, but change of managers and all the rest of it. It's yeah, it's probably been a constant for the last three or four years. So since Baziri got Baziri got in charge over to the club, um, he's undertook Ronald Koeman, Sam Allardyce, Marco Silva, Carlo Ancelotti, Rafa, and Frank as the managers. Mm. Um, all of them, bar from Ancelotti, were uninspiring appointments. I do feel sorry for Everton in a, in a slight sense that I think they were sort of slowly building and maybe getting their reputation up a bit under Ancelotti, mm. but he got given the he got offered about the Real Madrid carrot, and you can't you can't say no to Real Madrid, can you? And if it, you're yeah exactly you're Ancelotti jumping at the chance. Everton doing quite well, probably exceeding expectations with the squad and the f- um, resources that he had, but yeah, Real Madrid. I'm knocking your, you're yeah. going to go back. Whatever it manages because it gets offered exactly, the yeah. the um, Real Madrid job. Yeah. And Ancelotti, like you said, 46% win ratio, the highest of any manager yeah. of Everton manager in our lifetime. Um, yeah. Just behind Moyes and Martinez. But it's been a slow, slow decrease mm. until um, Ancelotti got in charge. But the big one for me that all really went wrong after Ancelotti left to get Rafa in was a shambles. He was there six months clearly didn't work they gave him no, I know they gave him no money to work with but the fans weren't having him as soon as he, that name appeared they didn't want him at the club and it was never going to work was it he plays dire football mm. but then again it's such a small stupid decision to get Frank in mm. and we're sitting here thinking that they're going to get bloody Bielsa in they've gone from yeah like Benitez to Lampard to Bielsa's like basketball football is mm. yeah ridiculous Just and if the border there thinking Right, we've got option one, Bielsa. Option two, Daesh. Mm. What on earth are you thinking? Like, they're the two completely polar yeah. opposite managers. Like, yeah, how can you interview Do you want to go yeah. like one way or the other way? Like, surely you would get two managers that sort of play the same sort of football, have the same sort of ideas. Mm. No, they're completely different. Yes. Which Who are going to want different things out of different players? Yeah. And just on their managers, like you said about when that far-head Mashiri has come in since 2016, there's been, like you said, nine managers since 2016 from... And this is, so what, that's six, seven years? They've had nine different individuals <coughs> take charge. From 92 to 2016, they had 10 different managers in charge. 24 years, they've had one more manager than they had in the last six to seven years. So, <coughs> there's obviously a lot of, like, lo- like loads of clubs, there's so much other stuff than just the 11 players that you see on a weekend. But <coughs> that must be, yeah, it just must be so frustrating. But that's obviously a massive reason to why they're suddenly on the decline. Mm. Then, like we said, Moyes in that period when he was in charge, he he was Everton, wasn't he? He made them that side. I said earlier, or well, Everton away. That's, that's a tough game. That's a, they're good players and this and that. But yeah, pretty much since since Moyes, they've they've struggled massively. Well, you've got here so Ancelotti, thirteen wins, seventeen wins. Lampard, eleven wins. Well, that was last year. They won eleven games last year, and they just minus twenty three goal difference. Like that's just shambolic. Mm. They've just they've just been sixty six goals conceded. Like shocking. How many last season? Yeah. Oh. Like how like we always say like how many of the of the Everton team would you take for Spurs? Like in a relegation team, like every time a team yeah. get relegated, like you'd take a couple of players yeah. out of there. I wouldn't even bother touching Calvert-Lewin, even if it's fit. Yeah. Like I, I would have said Calvert-Lewin probably a year ago, but yeah, like you said, if he's if he's injured and not fit, it's probably not even worth your time. I'd have Pickford. Mm. Well, would you have England Pickford? Would you have England Pickford? Would you have Everton Pickford? Well, yeah, because uh, I'd have I'd have Pickford and hope that he'd 
change club, change your scenery, and and, and be the goalie. Because he hasn't been good for them for a lot of while. Um, I mean, actually, Anana has probably been their only shining light. Well, apart from the two centre halves, he's, he actually looks pretty decent. Um, Damari Gray, maybe. Yeah, I think, I we're, think we're clutching, aren't you? Yeah, those sort of players or their squad in general would go to mid-table sides. Mm. Um, maybe if Fulham and Brentford say stay top half, they'll they'd, they'd look at those sort of teams. But mm. yeah, I don't know. But it's strange on on Everton. They've not been relegated from the top division um, ever. Ever, yeah. So it's that it's them ever. top division. Top of my head, it's them: Arsenal, Spurs, United, Chelsea, yeah. well, Liverpool. Yeah, so the last time Everton got relegated. From the top division was 1950, 1951. I think Arsenal was like 20, 30 years before that. Mm. Tottenham was about 20 or so years after Everton's like 70s, mid 70s. So, mm. yeah, technically from the Prem, yeah, there's a few sides. Um, but, yeah, if Everton go down, that is that would be enormous. Like, that yeah. would be ridiculous. That would be the biggest club, I'd say, since Villa slash Newcastle would go down back yeah. when they went down. I would, yeah, I'd probably say, yeah. Definitely, yeah. I mean, probably biggest club in my lifetime. Maybe Newcastle. Newcastle when they went down in like '08, I think they did, or whenever Shearer took them down. It would be, uh, I think Everton. Obviously, yes, that like yeah, hundred percent the biggest club to ever go down. Um, but yeah, Newcastle Villa probably a close, close second. Mm. But yeah, if Everton go, that'd be ridiculous. And like you said, if they're moving into a new stadium, it could. I mean, they're in turmoil now, but mm. imagine that could be horrific. Scenes, oh, um, not a nice place to be. So, like I texted you yesterday, this is the perfect time. He was always going to get sacked because now they don't play for two weeks. That was a good point, actually. I didn't, I didn't read They're that not in the FA Cup. They've got two weeks to prepare for Arsenal at home on the 4th of Feb, um, which the fans will be... Apparently, they've released another statement that they've got the, the owners can't come because it's going to be a safety yeah, reasons yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That place is going to be rocking. Yeah, It's got to be. There's going to be a new manager in charge. It's going to be rocking. I mean, if... if it could be even more toxic than it's ever been if they lose and it two, three nil. But the yeah, they've, they've protests and they're singing against the players, the manager recently, and the, and the board. But up until the games as such, they have been in support. They before mm. the games start and up until they go one nil, two nil down, they've they've always been supporting. It has been the atmosphere. But yeah, like you said, if they have two weeks basically building up to watching Everton play again, it'll be yeah. brilliant until Arsenal go. <laughs> <bring it up. laughs> And after Arsenal, they then travel to Liverpool for the Merseyside derby the week after February 13th. And then they host Leeds and then Aston Villa to complete their February schedule. Um, yeah, they're like going to have to get some points out of them games. Yeah, it's a perfect time, like you said, that couple of weeks. But yeah, Arsenal home, Liverpool away. That could be zero points for, if it, for that new manager. But then, like you said, the games after, they need to pick up. Like, like all the bottoms, and mm. everyone says it every year, but when the the bottom sides are at home, they've got to pick up points, have to, and especially against the teams around them, but, which hasn't happened for Lampard recently, has it? They've, mm. they've lost against West Ham, they've, they've picked up some poor results recently. So, And like we said, touching earlier, that Frank um, joins his mate, old Gerard, yeah. <laughs> at the job centre. Yeah. Yeah, how long How long do they be back on BT, being pundits with Rio? Imagine Gerard into Everton. <laughs> never know. No, never can't, know. Can't happen. Um, and just quickly going back to West Ham before, before we move on, if, if um, that was crucial, they got that win because um, they then faced three sides in like the quote-unquote big seven, if you include Newcastle in there, because their next league game is trip to Newcastle and then they host Chelsea before going to Spurs on February the 19th. Yeah, and that, that 
that game at the weekend, Everton was that last of that four I kept going on about, and they obviously got the win against Everton. Finally. <laughs> yeah. I, wouldn't, I mean, Newcastle away is tough. And then, and knowing how West Ham are, they, yes, their fans will be worried that they're playing Chelsea and Tottenham, but if you look at how Chelsea and Tottenham in particular are playing at the moment, they'll almost be well up for it. I don't think they'll be... <clears throat> They'll be worried, and it's a fr- it's a free hit as it is always. It's a free hit for them, but like you said, yeah, they need to pick up points. Mm-hmm. If they can get three points from those games, they'll be they'll be over the moon. Yeah, cause they're not scoring at St James's Park. No, <laughs> no, no one, one scores. Is, no, no one scores in Newcastle games yeah, at the moment. They're stupid. Um, but that pretty much wraps up what I've got for Everton. Have you got any more to, to touch on? Um, no, no, just. That we put a little poll out for Moyes um, to stay or go, I think before the game, or might have been after the game itself. And there was a slight high percentage for um, those those wanting him to stay. And I think a lot of West Ham fans will say it from the weekend, it was not a good performance, it papers over the cracks and all, all the classic cliches. But I think at this point it doesn't matter. you just got to win, you've got to stay in the league, and that at the weekend was a win. And you, you got the job done, you got to move on. And I think stay in the league this season and... If Moyes is there at the end or goes in the summer or whatever, then you then they can try and rebuild, I suppose. But um, mm. yeah, I think they've just got to worry about getting getting in the staying in the league and not mm. not dropping off like Everton. No, I, I think it'd be a a rash decision to sack Moyes. I think you think he's he's earned he's I done enough good work to yeah. to see the season out and then maybe part ways because whatever happens this season, it's going to be a defining summer for West Ham because um, Rice is leaving. Yeah. Um, and then it's how do you rebalance the squad with that massive gap you've got. Yeah. Clearly some of the players you've had over the last few years, Fabianski surely needs to move, move, be moved on. Antonio might even be moved on the next eight days. Creswell, maybe his time's up. Um, Kufal, Suchek mm. seem out of favour, not performing very well. Yeah. Is it time for this big rebuild? I, I actually only watched, or I what, listened to snippets of um, his interview on the, is it Dario, the CEO? Yeah, yeah, and he, podcast. yeah, and he he touched on a bit that last summer, last summer slash spring, they had a few dodgy results, and they'd made a um, decision within the board to um, go for younger players, a bit more technical players, to try and change it up a bit, mm. to try and get more quality in the squad, and obviously that does take time. I've seen at Arsenal it takes a bit more time to 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 integrate all them players and make a new system, especially when it got the old ones still lying around there. But yeah, yeah, in the summer is going to be as long as they stay up. It's a big summer for West Ham. Yeah. yeah, and it is. It's easy to sit and go. Oh, I like, always do it, but right, get rid of him, 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 him. Mm. Keep him, and we'll be fine. Like it's not like you said. It that rebuild it won't take the summer. It takes two, three seasons, mm. three and a half years to sort out. So all those players, Kufal, Cresswell, Zogbonner, whoever mm. else, Fabianski. That yes, they might want new players for them, but it's it's impossible just to pick up five, six players and put them straight in your starting mm. eleven. Um, but on that, Ballon Dawson has moved on, hasn't he? Gone, He's gone, gone to, to Wolves. Wolves yeah. I did watch a fantastic video, I think it was West Ham yeah, Central. It was it was like eight minutes long. It did go a bit long, yeah, yeah. but it was <laughs> it was yeah. bloody good. It's basically all like Ronaldo and Messi and whoever else. I'm thinking Mbappe, but they basically just made it look like they were talking about Dawson and showing Craig Dawson's clips and stuff. But yeah, he's moved. I think that's more personal reason, but he tried to yeah. move in the summer, but it didn't quite work out, but Getting gone to relegation rival though. Yeah. Well, he's like, moved up the table, hasn't he? So. Uh, so, oh, no, he's moved down by one point. <laughs> no, he knows. He, he sees the project with Lover taking. <laughs> yeah. Well, old Ben Foster will be happy because he's finally moved up north a bit. Yeah. So he'll be um, 
Yeah, he'll be on the Fozcast. Yeah, he might, might get him on very soon. Maybe he gets on before me and Jack get on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Everton, get Dyche in. You'll and you'll be alright. Yeah. Right, we'll catch you in a bit. Welcome back. As you may have gathered from the start of the show that we're obviously going to be talking about Arsenal's win against United after Tate's fabulous rendition of the Nketiah song. <laughs> um, yeah, Tate, one of you start us off. Well, yeah. Quite a game. Yeah, it was. It was, um, say, it was a good game. For the, would, you cast, would you class yourself as a neutral for that game? Most definitely not. <laughs> I had Red Devil on my back. Yeah, but surely you wanted Arsenal to win so you can get top four. <laughs> no. <laughs> surely. Not a chance. Surely. No way. No. Surely you're a little bit like a fist pump went in when, no. when you knew Eddie's got that last no, minute winner. Rashford put it through party's legs. That was great. That was a great watch. It was a lovely goal, that. Oh, let's start yeah. there. Rashford scoring his 17th goal of the season. Mm. Outrageous bit of skill, wasn't it? Very good, yeah. It was really good. And then back again with a celly. Yeah. Point to the, point to the temple. How many goals has he started banging since he's done that? But he, that was a proper Rashford like hit. It yeah. And a little, little bit of like swaz on it. Yeah. I hate to use that word. <laughs> it's one of them goals which is lovely because like you said he's hit it so well. Mm. It ball bounces past the goalkeeper. Yeah, a bit of a thump, wasn't it? it bounces. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. The same as the Sackers goal. It bounces like on the goal line, so the keeper's got no chance. Because yeah, yeah. it almost goes. As the goalie dives, he'll, he'll the ball goes under his arm as he mm. hits the ground. Yeah, exactly what you're saying. But yeah, good goal. And I thought, Ooh, game on. Well, it was really. I fair. think it's like the fourth time Arsenal have gone behind this season. Mm. Like, we haven't been behind for long. Mm. Um, yeah. And then we soon equalised. Um, quick maths: three, seven minutes later. Um, Eddie first goal, mm. first goal of the game. Um, good goal. Come from a well, it actually came from me not playing out for the back, didn't it? Mm. Um, gave away the corner, worked a short corner routine. Um, Zinchenko, who I thought was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, he's good. And he's been well, last two weeks. Been bad, yeah. Um, <coughs> played the ball to Odegaard. Odegaard again is outstanding. Played it to Shaka. Lovely cross. Lovely ball across. And then Eddie of the header from six yards out. Yeah, Wambasaka caught sleeping at the back post. Um, I was never really that. Not nervous the first half. I thought maybe not playing as well as we can, but I know we can improve. I know we. Yeah, they, that's what United. They survived that first fifteen twenty. Oh yeah, got their goal. But yeah, Arsenal at home in that first fifteen is relentless. It's chaos. It's it's backs against the wall. They're flying mm. everywhere. The balls being popped around. One and two touch. And you think, all oh, right, if I get through that first fifteen twenty, whatever side you are, you you go, you take a little breather and go, right, let's get into the game. And United did that perfectly. They scored a goal. Which is hard to do at Arsenal, and mm. yeah, they were they were right in the game. But they, like you said, I never thought Arsenal were playing bad or or United going to run all over them. They Arsenal were just playing well. They just mm. it was a good bit of skill from Rashford and really really strong hit, and they won them down. And yeah, like you said, um, your man Eddie pops up with a nice goal. So it's good out though. Back post instinctive yeah. goal just ran off the back of Wambasaka, who is. He's all right, and he? he's he's okay. He's a bad game, if um, well, both fullbacks are having bad games, aren't they? Because yeah, sure. What he was frightened, wasn't he? He was frightened of. Uh, he's bloody good, though. He was good. Uh, Saka is a joke. Good. Like he's he obviously no sure, sure. Obviously, watch him and they see him, but yeah, fr- through England, he would have known what he's capable of, and mm. you could tell. I mean, 
not that I really take much notice of Shaw defending, but I'm pretty sure he's never defended like that in his life. And yeah, against Arsenal, against Saka, he just kept backing off and off and was so frightened to dive in because Saka can go either way. He can mm. he likes to jink both ways and cut it back and whatever he does. Um, yeah, I was really surprised and obviously quite upset that he defended <laughs> that way. <laughs> but to be fair, Wan-Bissaka was, in general, his whole game was bad, but I thought he started off against uh, Martinelli. Martinelli quite well. Mm. He, it was like two occasions. It was 1v1 and he, he had to defend for like 20, 30 yards, which is incredibly hard to do, and won the ball. I thought, oh, he's, he's doing all right. But mm. yeah, after that first goal, it was, yeah, it was downhill from there. The problem is when you're defending Arsenal at the moment, them two wingers are relentless. Yeah. And oh, the, yeah, they, 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 do, they come at you every yeah. time. Like, just yeah. so you, you've got 10 attacking one-on-ones to yeah. to play. You might win three of them, but you've still got seven to go at. Like, it's just relentless, non-stop. Exactly. They, they, they'll keep going. And Saka's prime example, look, all right, he'll, lo- he'll lose the nine, nine of them, but that one time he scores a goal or he crosses mm. it in or he makes a pass. So, yeah, those two, just, they don't know when to stop at the minute. So going into the second half... Um, was it? it was six, six, seven minutes in. Saka got the ball right hand side after Tommy Asu's pass, and then actually it was because Shaw had, let, had left McTominay out there. He didn't close, not McTominay, Ericsson out there. He, that was what he wanted. He wanted to face up a midfielder who, yeah, d- who can't defend, defend. and can't defend. Yeah. Faced him up, got it on his left, and what a finish! Probably he's, I think he only scored a goal for Arsenal further out than he hit that one. Yeah. Straight into the well, corner. When I saw it, I thought like, I was a bit like, oh, like surely there's. Is it defending or like obviously Ericsson's pretty poor, but it was a good hit, but it wasn't like a it wasn't like Rashford's hit, was it? He didn't um, hit it as hard, he didn't Not as hard, but it swerved round it. and he placed it perfectly, I suppose. It's what like I said earlier, it bounces after the goalkeeper. Yeah. You can't blame anyone, I don't think. If anyone you blame Ericsson for not getting out to him and I defending it better. I, mean, I could have told you he was gonna do that. But <laughs> Yeah. I mean talk about that's been mentioned their midfield obviously they miss Cas- Casemiro massively which obviously are going to what is he a five time winning Champions League winner mm. one multiple Min- times you're going to miss him and McTominay like we always say with all our teams and obviously Tate talks about Arsenal I talk about Spurs but when your first 11 isn't available and your your backups are playing it is a massive drop off especially McTominay's ex- exactly that in that position oh, so yeah. your for example is Benton Core yeah. if Arsenal have Thomas Partey we yeah. oh, like I think Partey's missed one, maybe two games this season. The one he did miss was at Old Trafford. Mm. There's no, there's, there's no correlate. There's a, obviously a correlation to why we lost that there's game, no yeah. and probably that's the right word exactly. I'm looking for, and probably vice versa with Casemiro. Yeah. But what I will say, and I am biased and whatnot, and take a pinch yeah. of salt. I don't think I can remember such a hoo ha about one player missing. They've built up this. It's very hard, don't like, it? it? Is it's like because it's them. When it was. We got booked like it was a horrendous tackle on Zaha for the yellow card. 100% yellow card. Sky were like, someone's died. Like it was yeah, a good, they, they, they made it like a goal. It was like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. Yellow card. It was like watching WWE. Yeah. Like the commentator. Yellow card. And then they snipped it, put it on their uh, Twitter channels, and it was everywhere. Then um, Talk Sport take it up, and it's like a whole segment on the show, this yellow yeah. card. Like, yeah, I know, he's a fantastic yeah. player, don't get me wrong, but. He's not the reason they lost that game. No. He's not the reason Arsenal yeah. won that game. No, and I don't think there's but there's more to it. Arsenal team. had sixty-five yeah. fuck duddy touches in their half. They just in Arsenal. The box, I think. It was a yeah, in the in yeah. the box, yeah, the record of the season. Man United, yeah, it, yeah, it was important, but I don't. Yeah, I, I think Casemiro Casemiro would have would have improved Man United, and I don't think they would have. I don't think the result would have changed if Casemiro was playing, but I do think in terms of Man United that. With Casemiro playing, it allows Ericsson and Fernandez 
to do what they normally do, or have been doing for the last mm-hmm. 12 games. They're unbeaten in 12 in the league. Mm. Uh, and I just think with McTominay, the... Yeah, there's a massive drop-off, isn't there? But with Ericsson, like, the fact McTominay plays, and it's not Casemiro, Ericsson and Fernandez are, are found wanting more because, obviously, McTominay's not that good mm. in comparison. So, in the midfield three of Casemiro, Fernandez, and Ericsson, those two can float around, they can get on the ball, mm. they look nice, they do all their nice passing, because Casemiro's behind probably doing two or three-man work. But, mm. yeah, McTominay's not quite good enough to do that. I mean, six minutes after that, um, they did equalise. Rash- uh, Rashford, a um, Ramsdale absolute stinker yeah, a from a corner. Um, Should have just punched mishap, it. it? Yeah. I think he got caught between two minds, got caught in a Tomiyasu, and they then equalised on the 59th minute. It was yeah, six minutes after going 2 1 down. Martin is his first goal. Yeah. The Butcher. I think he got hit on the head in the one of the League Cup games, or FA Cup game. Yeah. Um, but that sort of signalled Man United's. Shut up shop, really. They just retreated, didn't they? They massively took a step back. So Saka hit the post, but then that was when Fred came on. Mm. For this is where this is why. Is it no, it was no. the fidget spindler. Oh yeah, <laughs> but this is th- that's the reason Man United lost this game in the end because they couldn't get out. Mm. Their attackers, like apart from Rashford, who was absolutely superb, but there's a love. This, this stat here blew my mind. He was the only one making anything work. He nearly scored. Ramsdale made a good save. He made three touches in the final 30 minutes. Really? So once yeah. they scored in the 59th minute, three, 30 minutes, he touched the ball three times. And he is their most dangerous player by an absolute mark, by, by landslide. Yeah. Weg Warcourse, whatever his name is, is I, okay. I was, I was quite surprised by him. I didn't, I mean, I've Anthony is terrible. Yeah, he had a... He was time. terrible. £100 million pound yeah. for what? He gets the ball, he slows everything down. Thomas Party outpaced him at some stage. He just looks like a spoiled brat. Yeah. I, th- I thought uh, like Verkhorst was doing all right for large portions of the game. Mm. He was like classic target man, wasn't he? Like linking mm. up player. I thought, oh, quite surprised. But yeah, it's a shame really. They, like you said, after that second goal, they equalised and they just uh, totally changed the way they played. Mm. And like you said, Rashford didn't get involved. They weren't even like hitting it longer so Rashford just chased mm. things. It was, yeah. I but mean, yes, that is partly down to Arsenal, the way they played and they sort of took it up a notch again, didn't they? But yeah, it was a shame. It was a shame. They just couldn't get out, man. You know, that final twenty-five minutes, they were relentless. Mm. Like I touched on, Saka hit a post. De Gea made a great save from Inketia. Snapshot, snapshot, flicker, flicker. <laughs> 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 he hit the post. Uh, lovely left foot shot. Great save from De Gea. Um, uh, Inketia lucky to stay on the pitch after his violent conduct with De Gea. Oh, yeah. That was outrageous. It was, yeah, it was. No, it's shocking, like from De Gea, but it's just. That is just... Oh, yeah, but it's... Yeah, it's he will. No, no, he will, yeah. And Saka will dive down and hold his head when he's... God's child diving. When his ankle's been touched. Like, it just happens. It's football. Tottenham will do it tonight. Like, or Mitrovic will do it, because they'll be 2 nil up. So, Mitrovic, Mitrovic. Yeah, it, it, it's poor, but it's just whatever, isn't it? It's when you're in... Sat home and like, oh, look at that guy. That's No, grow up. Just, just turn it off if you don't like it. Um... Trossard came on from Martinelli for the last... So I thought he had a, quite a good like, yeah, nice little cameo. Radar, the tr- Trossard transfer. So, funny enough, do you remember one of the questions? And it was Griffith who asked me if you could sign any player. Who would you sign? I said Trossard. He plucked his name <laughs> out, the, out the top of the head, yeah. So, um, Trossard is graying at 28. Is mm. um, now an Arsenal player. And I think he looks a good Arsenal player. I'm quite happy with the signing. Yeah. I know um, our Danbury goat, Andy Houghton, did ask me this question. Are you happy with the Trossard sign? I think it's a... 
a sensible signing. It's gone against what we normally do with our youngsters. We've been, but for twenty million pound, yeah. add-ons twenty-seven million pound, <clears throat> proven Premier League player, scored numerous goals against big, quite quite big six yeah. teams. Scored against us last year. Scored the winner against us last year. Scored the winner against you last year. Hat trick against. Yeah, hat trick against Liverpool this season. Yeah. Both-footed, very important for Arteta, and could probably play anywhere across that front line. Like I reckon he could maybe do a job as a false nine. Like you know. he's, a, he's a massive upgrade to in, in terms of backup as well, and he probably will start a lot of games. I think as, as also, but yeah, he's important to give Martinelli and Saka a rest in the Europa League game. If we get through on Friday against Man City, maybe we get a nice easy draw in the FA Cup. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's an option. I don't know playing Bournemouth at home. Maybe you don't need yeah. to start a Martinelli. Like yeah. if you've got two games in a week, I don't know. But he's a good option to have. Yeah. Um, and I thought he had a nice little cameo. And it was yeah. him who picked the ball up from Party's pass to slip it through to Zinchenko, played it across to Odegaard, deflected pass cross, and Eddie um, poked it home. Slatan-esque mm. um, for the old boot. And my, rea- my reaction to that goal was complete silence. Really? <laughs> and this is, what, this, is oh, what, this is what's really sad. I'm sat there in complete silence because I'm like, can't celebrate. I cannot leave. I cannot let myself think that we've won this game. And Neville's going, "It's a goal! It's a goal! It's a goal! It's a goal!" Yeah, I, can, I can tell how angry he is inside Neville, and he's he's like wishing that wishing that somehow it got disallowed. And I thought, oh, Zinchenko looks offside. It was for me. It was the yeah. It was the first one when. And then it, it went back, and then yeah, yeah, and then he was like, no, he's onside. And then Eddie was like, oh, Eddie actually looks onside. Then I showed another angle, and it's like, oh, is his boot going to be offside? No, it, like I saw it obviously as it happened, but Ketty was miles onside. Because Wan-Bissaka was about mm-hmm. three or four yards deep, it seemed. But yeah, I thought the first one they they didn't look at it in, as in depth, or they didn't show us too much of it. Mm. At all. That's a bit is that onside offside? But yeah, you've seen the photos after. Yeah, he's onside as well. But that was yeah, clutching at straws at the end for most. So eventually, they did eventually give it. I gave a little. It was a small little fist pump because I was like, it's still. Because they never told me how much how much time was added on. It ended up being four minutes, which was outrageous because I thought there'd probably be more. And this is another thing, like going back to, they need the World Cup injury time back because four minutes in that game was unacceptable. Because three goals, numerous subs, I don't know how many subs were made. I don't know if Arsenal only made one, you know, I must have made two or three. And because the goal was scored bang on 90, that VAR took at least one minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was more than three minutes added on. Like, Man United probably deserved to play another two, three minutes after that. But. I mean, I'm not complaining. Yeah, I'm not complaining. And then when the full-time whistle went, I did go bloody nuts. <laughs> because I was just like, that is a real... That was huge. That was yeah, huge. we needed that. It wasn't like the Spurs game where I sort of thought we'd won come the 70th minute, 60th, 80th minute. It was sort of a, that was like a prolonged celebration. Yeah. Their last-minute yeah. winners are special. They, there's not I mean, much... That was big, and like you were saying, exactly that. But the Tottenham game was a big moment. But you, like you said, you would comfortable after the first half it was, mm. it was done so that that sort of release wasn't there but yeah United at the weekend again obviously far more important in a bigger game than you know, um, Spurs was but yeah you score so late on all, mm. the, all your emotions are running yeah it was a, another big moment and yeah puts you five points clear mm. considering we went into that game two points clear because Man City got back to back wins mm. um, but Eddie Nketiah has scored 19 goals across his last 26 starts for Arsenal in all competitions, including 13 in his last 13 starts at the Emirates Stadium. And that now takes us into yeah, the new segment, the Eddie Counter. <laughs> so, oh, 
No, there's a, there's a lot to take in here. So, you'll remember from podcast one, we had some... What was, what was the title I used? Your hot take of the season. Yeah, it was like hot take, yes. I had a couple. You had Leicester, obviously, they have a poor season. I think you had another one. Um, I can't remember what that was. Sure. I had Inketia to outscore any Man United mm-hmm. player. Might not happen, but... Total goals. We start Premier League goals. Total goals. Total minutes. Total minutes per goals. This is I've got a massive spreadsheet here we're reading off. Inketia, nine goals he scored in twenty five games. Rashford, twenty eight games, seventeen goals. That seems a landslide mm. considering the amount of games, but Rashford has played a total of two thousand one hundred and twenty one minutes in all comps. Inketia has played a total of a hundred and one thousand two hundred ninety one minutes. I mean apologies if I'm losing you here, listeners. But the total minutes per goal is only 20 minutes difference. Mm. And Ketia is doing well. So, the intriguing bit, forget the cup games for, for the time being. I want to focus on just purely Premier League. Eddie Nketia has had five starts this season. His first start came on Boxing Day. Boxing Day. He scored four goals and then five starts. Bear in mind, listen to this. The last game just played, um, which is the Man United, mm. He then overtook Cristiano Ronaldo in Premier League minutes. Played. So yeah, yeah, Ronaldo yeah, yeah. played more minutes than up until this point. Up until last game, Sancho, Jaden Sancho, who, 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 Jaden Sancho has played on paper seven less games in the Premier League, but has played oh still Jaden Sancho still played a hundred and twenty three minutes more than Enketi has this season. Mm. Fernand Bruno Fernandez has played over 1,200 minutes. Anthony has played over 300 minutes more than um, than Nketiah, than but played on paper six less games. Mm. Um, yeah, he's doing well. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's, doing, he's doing... He's cooking slowly. Yeah. Like he, like Rashford, out of, since since coming back from the World Cup, has just been on steroids. Like yeah. He's literally gone off the face of the earth. Like 17 goals he scored. Already. Like I didn't realise it was that much. I was doing it this morning. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Better put that one aside. Yeah, it's, he is... What's that? Eight goals behind. Mm. But I think I worked out that his twenty games Rashford's minutes equals eighteen four games. Eighteen four games in terms of not if he divided his yeah, yeah. minutes by. This is really geeky stuff, and I, sorry if I've list, lost you all, but he's played eighteen four games. In Ketia's minutes turned into games of ninety minutes is six. <laughs> six four games, four goals. Yeah, he's cooking. Yeah, he's good. And Eddie's doing all right. He scored twice a weekend, but he also actually does. He's part of the team. Like he mm. works well within the side. And again, you'd always play Jesus if he's fit. But mm. if he comes the end of the season and you've done whatever you've done, or he come and Jesus is back fit, who knows? Then Enketia might be the starting striker. Well, I said that when he was injured, Enketia will outscore Jesus easily in these mm. games. He's He's got one goal behind his Premier League total. Already. He's already our top goal scorer in all comps in Ketio of nine goals. But Rashford, 17. He's only scored more than 17 goals twice in his career in the full season. Mm. So he's having... So he's having a really good season for yeah. himself, yeah. And them, them seasons, he played 57 games and 44 games in all comps. So mm. he's, he's having this fantastic season. As much as Eddie's having a fantastic season, so it's Rashford. Yeah, Rashford turned it on. Then. Like we said last week, he just I would say he's that player who's actually driving mm. United forward. I don't know. You sent me a little screenshot earlier, but do you want to talk about the the United 
fans and stuff now try to save that um we'll t- i'll finish this one quick thing on cool. Enketia quickly the total goals so Enketia has outscored every single manchester united player bar rashford so yeah. he's not doing bad right. he's doing all right um yeah we can go into the fans no i'm just saying so united are unbeaten in 12 like i said earlier in the league unbeaten 12 were so, oh yeah <laughs> so they were going to go to unbeaten in 13 if they hadn't lost and then suddenly they're comfortably fourth. They're they're doing well. They've come back from the World Cup. They're flying, and suddenly it's let's get the green and yellow scarves out. <laughs> we lost today because of the Glazers. Like what a load of rubbish! It was Goldbridge who brought up, didn't he? Um, I mean, I, I do, f- football fans are all fickle. We all we all are. And I actually listened to a podcast earlier about Arsenal, and they were actually talking. Do Arsenal fans owe the Cronkies an apology? And it's a bit like. No, I don't think any club really liked their owners that much. But then, let's be honest, do any football fans really give a shit about their owners when they're winning football matches? No, of like, not. You never do. You never they don't. Exactly that. Like I just said, United, on unbeaten run, won nine in a row, something stupid. Then they get beat at Arsenal and suddenly glazes out. Because I think Goldbridge's tweet was... Um, them two, them two points dropped are on the are on the Glazers for not investing. You subbed off your hundred million pound winger. Mm. That's not the, that's not the Glazers' yeah. fault. That's your fault for signing someone who's shit. Yeah. You got a, <laughs> Maguire, fifty million pound centre back on the bench. Eighty. Eighty. Yeah, sorry. Eighty. How wrong? Yeah, eighty. It's not even played. Doesn't even get in the squad. Mm. Yeah. You got a centre midfielder who didn't have any discipline. And got booked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because there was actually because yeah. Arsenal had Saliba, Gabriel, and. Saka, all on four yellows going to that. Mm. Um, Saliba got his fourth yellow on October the 12th. Mm. <laughs> he hasn't been booked since then. Now you're going to miss games against Spurs, mm. Chelsea. Um, United, yeah. If he'd have got booked before. Yeah, no, I just, yeah, like you said, it's just bizarre, isn't it? It's just fans are classic. But Ben uh, Ben Graham did say it's about he's concerned that the, now they're up for sale, they're not going to invest. Although I'm not too clued up on the main art figures, apparently it wasn't never the Glazers investing their money, but mm. main art are them, so they're still investing their money. So, you know, it means they don't want to spend any more of the club's money because they still want it all themselves. Yeah. And who else is there to buy? Like the recruitment there has been horrific, and it still is horrific. Why are you buying? Why are you signing Weg Walkhorst? Yeah. Is that what you really thought of? You had Alnatovic and Walkhorst. They're your two. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. There's players out there. Who? Why didn't you try and? I don't know. You've, you've got Jane Sancho, who's physically and mentally not fit to play. Like, why? Another was he eighty million, ninety million pound player? Yeah, and like you said, like you said earlier, but when has he been? Is he just hasn't? I don't know. I've not seen no. him. Right? I forgot about him. To be honest, I absolutely forgot about him. Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo that you got rid of. Like, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's a strange one with these um these United fans, but um that leaves United in fourth. Six points ahead of Spurs, mm. level on points. Um, talking of Spurs, let's move on to. Unless you want any more to add on that game? No, no. no. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a question here Go for you, Jack. I want you to answer it honestly. <laughs> Six points off fourth. Is it really that bad? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, and when you think about it, it's like Chelsea having a far worse season. Liverpool, are obviously. Not that West Ham are anywhere near us, but they're having an awful season. Everton are having an awful season. Never been relegated. They they possibly will get relegated. Just sack the manager. But, yeah, I mean, we're playing Fulham as we speak. And it's just, I don't know, it's 
I don't know. It's one of them. It's like I think we need to hit the reset button, go back to. Well, not even go back, but I don't know where we are currently. But just sort of take a take a seat and realise what we are. We we won the league cup. Ten. 12 years ago, whatever it was. 2008, 9? Yeah, 2009 maybe. We won the League Cups. Before that, God knows when we last won something. We got content and all of a sudden this season we must win everything. Like, I just don't know where, it, don't know where it's come from. Um, yeah, I agree. Like, recently we should be... Well, we have been and we, we should obviously look for top four. Um, and we run it run them close, obviously that one season for the title. But, yeah, I just don't know. I think we need to sort of calm down a bit, go back to a a manager where like a Poch but not necessarily Pochettino, let him be the manager, get a few players in, do what he wants, build the side, play the play the football that he wants to play, um and it'll be a far happier place, I think. And a manager that's got no association to Chelsea Football Club, surely. Yeah. What is our third one now, I think? <laughs> oh, yeah. so I've got here fourth one. Poch or two call question mark. I, I would I don't know I don't, that's what I'm saying all this I don't know who would get back Cause the I think Poch returning the classic they just never it never seems not with us for example we don't really do it but a manager going back a player going back to an old club it just doesn't seem to bode well mm. I'd absolutely love to Pochettino I still love Pochettino but I'm not sure I mean we he had to go at that point and everybody hated him and it was a terrible toxic atmosphere but I think yeah I think the he's the the dream that that's he'd come back and he'd be the king and then blah, yeah, blah, to blah, win blah. something with him would be would mean more to yeah, you I than it don't would. Think it would happen. Um, but then, yeah, the Chelsea track record has not gone well, so I'm not sure about two <laughs> two four either. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll go into the rest of the games briefly, I suppose. But it's more after the those two games, after the West Ham and Arsenal game, it wasn't really the weekend's football was pretty rubbish. It was horrific, really. So Liverpool versus Chelsea, nil nil. I don't want to talk anything about that apart from Mudrick had a nice little cameo for 15 minutes playing against yeah. a 40 year old. Everyone's gone on about him, but what, 85 million? Like, hopefully he's quite good. I mean. He was playing against a 40 year old James Milner and Trent. So, there we go. Bournemouth versus Forest. Do you want to even. Do, I don't <laughs> even want to talk about that. One all. I mean, it's a good point for Forest. Um, yeah, that's a poor result for Bournemouth yeah. that they need to win them home games. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Forrest obviously far That's the, happier. The first point and first goal I think they've got since the World Cup. What, Bournemouth? Yeah. Yeah, awful side. Um, Leicester 2, Brighton 2. Probably be a bad result for Brighton yeah, in the end. Yeah, surprised. But then, obviously, Brighton aren't going to win every game every week. Like, that's just Brighton. I mean, it's, not, it's not a terrible, terrible um, point. But, yeah, Leicester will be happier, happier out of two. I want to shout out, is it even Ferguson? Yeah, the youngster. He's been well. unlucky not to be in our... Just the way the podcasts have fallen, how he hasn't been in the team of the weeks, because he's been... scoring a couple of goals, got a nice yeah. few assists there's a, yeah, there's a little buzz around recently. Him. Southampton nil, Villa won. Don't Southampton were, were didn't unlucky didn't with uh, Ward Prowse got against Lavavar and then yeah. Watkins scored a header. And yeah. Yeah. Palace nil. Away, though, Villa. Uh, yeah. We've recently been I, don't, I don't even want to talk about Unai Emery. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Palace nil, Newcastle nil. That's Newcastle's, I think, fourth nil-nil in like the last like, yeah, six a, games. It was an awful game to watch. Kieran Trippier, get him in your fantasy, or Nick Pope, has to be. Leeds nil, <laughs> Brentford nil. Horrific. And then Man City three, Wolves nil. The robot has returned. The hat-trick that took Erlen Haaland to 25 Premier League goals in nine 
15 games. Yes, the reason why Arsenal won't win the Premier League <laughs> is really because so. we cannot compete with that. We also cannot compete with a team, I haven't got the screenshot, that, I'm not going to lie, played a, you could argue, a B team against Spurs. The bench was De Bruyne, Cancelo, Walker. Um, I think Gundogan was on the bench. Even they gave Alvarez a start. Um, Foden was on the bench. I think Foden even got on. Like they did, they played Aki and Akanje again. Rico, yeah, really, they've not been, they haven't been that same side. Like on the bench, Arsenal playing. If Arsenal were a blue kit, you wouldn't think anything different. But Ars- City haven't been that scintillating. Arsenal are playing at, I'd say, 99.9% capacity yeah. at the moment. Man, C- got a break. Man <laughs> City got are in seven. gear four. Yeah. Shall I tell you what this Arsenal team really remind me of? They really remind me of, I think it's 2013-14 season, of Brendan Rodgers' Liverpool. Mm. When they were just going, they're going to do it. Yeah. They're going to do it. Yeah. Somehow they're going to do it. Eight games, there was, like, was it four games to go there? Eight games, eight points clear. Mm. And then they just went, Mm. Collapsed. None of them had won anything before. It was Gerard, the big player, who did the mistake. Then they had the uh, the Cristian ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that this what this team reminds me of. It's it's different. No one expected it. Mm. They're playing lovely football. They're bit, and it's just like, weak. let's do it. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. And obviously, sitting in the background and just grinding because they know what to do. Oh, it. Yeah, that's the only, like, that is the the big argument that's come this. That is still hang- people are hanging on to. At the start of the season, it was oh Arsenal only played these teams. They're they're low rope, like they're they're beating rubbish teams. Rah rah. Wait until they play some good. They've done that. Now they're now uh, there's obviously been a few other things in between. It was blo- whatever reason, but now it's oh their players haven't done it. They they won't do it. And I hope they won't do it. But it's now that oh City players have been there and done it. They do it every season. They've got that experience, but. Have Arsenal, and obviously they haven't. But it'd be great if, the, great if the Premier League wouldn't maybe did it. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> oh, come on, rubbish from Neville as well. Like, oh, I'd love Arsenal. What are you talking about? Just Neville's been. I don't want to go into Neville too much. He was. <laughs> he's winds me up, but he's doing it on purpose because yeah. where Man United are improving more, and Arsenal obviously getting better. That right. This is why I'm always harsh Man United because I really don't know because that rivalry is rekindling again. It's yeah, that that's to me. It's always been my big rivalry. Man United. It's always been. I've always dislike Man United probably more than Spurs because that was the team that we used to always compete with um, but that's where Neville you can tell Neville and Keane just despise yeah. us because that's what their rivalry was when they were playing yeah it's um, true. true and Keane more so yeah mm. he's yeah well and truly embedded within that I suppose but yeah City are just like they were 2-0 down to you at half time of 80 minutes yeah. 3-2 and they didn't even they no, pushed a sweat what, I mean I don't really want to talk about Spurs but <laughs> The that's that performance bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the goals that we conceded, oh, it's just shocking. Even the goals you scored were shambles. <laughs> I know we yeah. Well, the fact we were two, I was like beforehand, I was like, see, I wanted to win so badly, and then when it's happening, you get caught up in it. We're two nine, I'm like, oh, I can get a result here, and then you snap back into it. Like, what am I doing? If we if we win, it only helps Arsenal, or if we get a result, it helps Arsenal. Um, but yeah, don't worry, Tottenham. Spursy turned up and there we go. Well, your next Premier League game is Man City at home. Yes. Yeah, we've got Fulham tonight and then, yeah, City. City home. Yeah, apart from tonight, Coys. Coys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was Coys City when we played him, but it didn't quite happen. Um, I don't actually know, has Loris been dropped? No, he's playing. Jesus Christ. He's a World Cup winner, mate. I don't care. <laughs> so it's Mustafi. <laughs> 
that, yeah. Um, it's tonight's our supposedly, if you were to pick your best eleven, that's our best eleven at the minute. Mm. Um, yeah, we did have it on the telly, but the PlayStation was <laughs> roaring behind takes. <laughs> so I thought, Ooh, let's not add to the problems that we might might encounter. <laughs> um, that pretty much brings a, a wrap to my Premier League review. Yeah. Um, like I said, it was a bit of a dire weekend, really, with a lot of nil nils. A lot of draws, wasn't it? A lot of um, boring games. That I will make a point on later, but um, we have a, we'll have a quick little break and we'll be back with the uh, the last part. So, team of the week. Here we go. Let's do it. Um, do you want to start with the goalkeeper? Yeah, we went with Nick Pope. Um, Another clean sheet. Yeah, but obviously they played Palace in the week, which he made a brilliant save. Um, mm. What a save! Well, from Palace on the Friday night, wasn't it? So I'm no, it's Saturday afternoon. I'm thinking of yeah, sorry, Saturday evening. I'm thinking of United Palace, but mm. um, yes, no Pope. Yeah, another clean sheet. He didn't really have much to do, did he? But that one save was it's outrageous. Brilliant. Yeah, the ball was hit so hard, and he just mm. about got his arm and hits it. I think hit his wrist or something, but. Yeah, just good. Another eleven, game. eleven goals conceded, twelve clean sheets kept. I think mm. is the stat. Yeah, yeah, that is what they've built on it. Eddie Howe's just—they've got monsters at the back, and they three, mm. three out of the four are six foot three, four plus. Mm. Obviously, Nick Pope's a giant, um, and yeah, they—they don't want to concede, and at home they—they they try and get the wins. It seems to be every every week we're picking a Newcastle back four yeah. somewhere. One of the one of the people. Yeah. Um, moving on into the defence, so it was a it's a new one, first time he's been in. Um, Chris Richards mm. of Crystal Palace from the US yeah. of A. The American Chris Richards. Um, so I actually recognised him playing because playing as United because I was like, oh, I haven't seen him before playing because he has barely played this yeah, season. No, they yeah. signed him in the summer. He's been um, here the only reason I recognised him is from FIFA, basically. I could do a little Crystal Palace career mode when I get a bit bored. Um, <laughs> But since Christmas, he's been on the bench against Bournemouth, um, bench against Spurs, bench against Chelsea, and then was given his first start of the season against United. Mm. One-one draw. Oh, he was the one. Well. He was one involved in the quote-unquote Vardis penalty decision against McTominay, and then another ninety minutes against Newcastle. And yeah. them two draws have, have um, stopped the rot. Really, they were going in a bit of a bad situation, a bit of a bad direction with a lot of and losses. Playing, playing those two teams, United, mm. Newcastle, both. Part of the top four, good mm. results for Palace. Yeah, he was again. He wasn't. I don't think he was outstanding, and mm. was, didn't walk away like, oh, what a player. But yeah, he's obviously part of them not conceding and, and getting some results. I thought we put a special mention in for him. Um, then on to the midfield. Um, a very attacking uh, team this week. Um, Jared Bowen, um, scoring on and off the field. Yeah, I'll talk about him uh, later on. He's got. I'd be quite surprised at that. He's got a double. Yeah, double in the double in the oven, and double in <laughs> <laughs> double in the net. Yeah, two goals um, at the weekend. And we didn't really have much to pick for, so no. <laughs> he was um yeah. he got himself in there. And then yeah, we had the vote. Obviously, you guys listening um, chose, and it was between Mares and Matoma. About seventy-one percent for Mares in the end. So yeah, again against our Spurs, scored twice, wasn't it? I think in the second mm. half. Um, did he score again? He scored. No, no, he got. He's got an assist. He got. He got so, two assists and one goal against Spurs, and then yeah. got an assist again. I yeah, think. He was, yeah. He, I mean, the main game was against Spurs. Second half, he was very. Mm. Good. They were very good. One day, he was part of that. 
So yeah, midfield, Bowen and Mares. And then we've got two strikers, and I'm going to nick the first one off you, Jack, because I want you to explain why the second striker's okay. in the team of the week. <laughs> so I'm going to take Haaland. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, score a hat-trick, fourth hat-trick, 25 goals. Yeah. Bloke's a joke. He's got four goals in a week. I think Fred, I think he obviously beat the record for hat-tricks. In a season, exactly. must do, yeah. Quick, like, to get to four hat-tricks, but I think mm. the fifth hat-trick has like, never been... Nowhere near done, blah, blah. So, yeah, again, he'll smash all the records. Will he get 40? I said no, because yeah. he put it out there, but, I mean, he could quite easily... Tw- halfway through, he scored 25. So. Easy and like joke. we said, Paul, he doesn't need to score against Arsenal or whoever. He just scores three against Wolves. Hmm. He'll score four against Leeds. Like, he'll score, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it was like four in like 12 minutes either side of half-time as well. He always seems to score in clusters, doesn't he? Yeah, and if he, plays, if he plays against us, which I'm sure he will at home... Bloody hell, against that back. Well, line. he did score against you in the week, didn't he? Yeah, no, but I'm saying yeah. we, home, uh, when he plays his game, mm. he's got to be looking at two or three more. So, yeah, he's an animal. And, and then, yeah, um, the final striker is can we have a drum roll, please? A bloke called Eddie Nketiah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he scored twice against United. And like I said earlier, yes, he's scoring goals, but he's also actually quite a good footballer. Um, and yeah, look. On the outside of looking in, obviously, Tate, you're a massive fan, but obviously I think it's more for Nibs and <laughs> to get people riled up. But I thought nothing of Nketiah. When when he's playing, I think, oh, that's all right. It's a, that's a weak spot, I suppose, or a, a, a lesser player. But, yeah, he's proven a lot of people wrong, if he even if he has to do that. Um, yeah, he scored twice, and he is part of them doing very well. Yeah, first time in the squad. And last. <laughs> <laughs> You never know, but I might fall off a cliff against Everton. New manager bounced. Yeah, exactly. Get Dyson, he'll sort him out. Um, so just to recap, Nick Pope, Chris Richards, Bowen, Rihad Mares, Erling Haaland and Eddie Nketiah in the team and in the room. <laughs> um, so should we move on to our winner and loser of yeah, the week? let's do it. Um, oh, do you go first? Uh, yeah, I've gone for two off-field issues. As what, as in winner, winner and loser, loser yeah. Um, my winner of the week is my good friend Jake Panel. Um, I actually forgot to make it. I've, I forgot to mention him last week, mm. but um, Jake is about to become a father for the second time. Yes. So um, I'd like to say, and the news has now been broke on social media. That's why I didn't mention yeah. it because I wasn't sure. Because we actually did it before with with JJ and Gary. We think we were the first first yeah. people to break the news. We're like, oh, to the world. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Um, but no, congratulations, Jake. Um, he's been on the show as well. And Tatum, and Tatum as well. I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it takes two to tango. So. <laughs> um, but, you know, Jake's been a, a listener of the show and a guest on the yes. show. So um, I'm sure you're listening. But congratulations, Jake, on being yeah, congrats, mate. a father for the second time. You are my winner of the week. Lovely. Very nice touch. So my winner of the week, um, I've gone for Jared Bowen. Talking about children. <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously yes, he scored twice against um Everton at the weekend, but he's having twins as well. You saw that through his celebration. I just thought, yeah, scored twice against a relegation rival in a massive game at home. Cele- celebrating the the fact he's he's obviously having twins. Um yeah, and he hasn't scored since September when they won three one at home against Fulham. Um that's his that was his third and fourth league goal of the season. West Ham get a win, scores twice, received exciting news about the twins. So yeah, yeah. Jared Bowen winner a week. Do you know what really irritated me about his situation, about his celebration? Go on. He didn't put the ball under his shirt for the second goal. 
He's having twins. Should have done yeah, it for both. Yeah, yeah. Got one I was watching with Josh. And I was like, that's really irritating yeah. me because the ball was sitting there on the cone. I was like, just pick it up, <laughs> pick it up. Yeah. Um, no, that's a lovely one. Very, uh, very strange. How they're both about Odd kids. Topic, yeah. um, so my loser of the week. I was, didn't know where to go here, but um, there's a few news articles in the week, mainly last week, that have been irritating me, and it actually came to not came to a head. That's the wrong. It sounds a bit dramatic, but it came to fruition more for me personally. Um, this week, and it's TV companies, Sky, BT, Amazon, complaining that they've lost three billion pounds on illegal streams. Um, they charge over a hundred pound a month to have to be on all three platforms, and you don't get to choose the games. Like you have to, you only get given the games that they put on there. So this week, there were three nil-nil games on Sky. You had. Uh, the mid-table clash of Liverpool versus Chelsea, nil-nil, absolutely dross. You had Palace versus Newcastle, Newcastle on uh, Saturday Night Football, nil-nil, horrific. Mm. I don't even want to even watch the two-minute, 59-second highlights yeah. of <laughs> Le- Leeds versus Brentford on YouTube. I cannot imagine what that game was <laughs> <Yeah>. like. Um, <laughs> and then luckily Arsenal United saved the day. Yeah. I mean, they've got, Chelsea, uh, got um, Spurs versus Fulham. That could be whatever that result could be. But... Why you can't expect people who who don't earn all that money to spend a hundred pound a month to, to spend all this money and they spend it on three billion. You make millions of money. Put it all on one platform or something, or charge less, or have all the games on there so people can pick and choose what they want to watch. We watched West Ham versus um, Everton. Everton. That was a game probably the the Saturday, mm. and no, you couldn't watch it anywhere. But you go to France or anywhere in Europe, and you can watch all the games. Yeah. The and everyone yeah. for, for half the price find a pub or yeah, or, yeah watch it own, whatever yeah they've got it all so my lose of the week are the big TV companies complaining that they've lost money yeah like it well mine's gone I've gone I have gone with my lose of the week as Juventus mm. um, yeah they got deducted 15 points I think either the weekend or last week or something from the current season it's moved them from 3rd to 10th um, they're accused of fixing their balance sheets by artificial gains from their club transfers. So they are appealing it, and it's... I don't know, to be honest, I don't, I'm not sure how that works, really, but the fact they've already got the points deducted, but they are still appealing it. Um, yeah, 11 former and current executives have received sanctions. Um, their former president, I think, who... A lot of them, like Nedved, and I mean, I don't know their names, but I knew Nedved was an executive. But, and they've, they all got out of their jump ship straight away. Mm. Um, but yeah, 15 point deduction. Like I said, third to tenth, that's a bit of a stinker. And my question is, Paratici, is he in trouble? <laughs> Isn't he banned from the Spurs tra- uh, transfer person? Isn't he banned for like a year of I think, transactions? I, I don't know. And it's probably maybe poor that I don't know, but I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's January and we've not heard mm. nothing from him and all this. And obviously this has come out. And like I said, 11 former and current executive have, have, executives have received sanctions. So... I mean, wouldn't surprise I mean, me if these Juventus are a dirty club. That's like the second time in our lifetime they've yeah. been dot points or yeah. done match fixing or done something dodgy. 15 points as well. That's a, that's a big chunk. And that basically crowns Napoli as yeah. champions because they were second, I think, at the time. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, you know, Juve are third um, and or were third and mm. obviously quite good and weren't even doing bad. And yeah, now mid-table and 22 points are on, I think. So hopefully the Premier League get their act together and do the same to Man City. Well, that'd be lovely. <laughs> like you mentioned it earlier, I think about FFP, but like, like Everton, I think they're in trouble because of what they've done and things and whatever else. But Chelsea, they're 
I think they're about to spend half a billion since su- since the summer because they're they're getting someone else. Like, how is that fair? How how is that within the rules and regulations of what's going on? I don't I don't understand. I know people say, well, we signed Madrid, we were young, but no, scrap all that. You paid eighty five million plus for this person. You paid all this other money for all these other players. I don't. I don't. It just doesn't make sense to me how they get the, away. The reason they get away with it somehow is because they. This is why they're giving the eight and a half, the seven year contracts. Yeah. No, no, I get what because you're that's saying. what it's. It, it's how you expense a player over the turf its contract to see how much it's worth, and obviously yeah. the instalments are different, and the revenue they get back in. Yeah. Um, Man City, the worst of Man City, have been under. Um, investigation. Under investigation for years on it, but yeah. that's because they. Um, I think it's. Is it Etihad Airways? Etihad is the company, yeah. isn't it? They sponsor Man City like two hundred percent the actual value of the like whatever I don't know. Emirates would sponsor Arsenal. Yeah. Etihad sponsor them like ten times the figure. Yeah. Like it's not in the same ballpark because Etihad own man like the owners yeah. own the same. It's like yeah. it's money laundering. That's what it is. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it is. <laughs> it's yeah. um, better call Saul money laundering. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but done by the most intelligent people, and that's why they get away for all the time because they've got more money. FIFA can't compete with Man City. Mm. And at the end of the day, this is why FFP will never work because it'll never work for the big teams, let me put it that way, because they're never ever going to ban Barcelona. Imagine prime Barcelona with Messi, all the best players in the world. Oh, they failed FFP, you're out of the Champions League. Yeah. No one, no one will watch it. They tried to build a super league, didn't they? Yeah, for, that, for the money reasons. They won't, they won't do it because they're <clears throat> they're so scared that they'll leave, and that's what will happen. They will never enforce it properly. And on this, I don't know, bit of a side topic, but and this is what I'm about to say is in reference to Sean Dyche and his amazing ability. But I think their net spend from 2016 to 2020 at Burnley was 59 million on transfers. 59 million pounds over how many years? Sorry, four years. That's 59. And then from 2020 to 2022, they had a net spend of four million pounds. So, how is that fair? They can't be. I know Burnley have lack of money and they don't want to invest and blah blah. But how can they be doing that? Tottenham be doing what they're doing. Arsenal have done what they've done, and Chelsea spending loads, City spending loads, and all the rest of it. How can how is that fair? That's not fair, is it? That's mm. If you're trying to keep using that word uh, fa- financial fair play, then. That's clearly not. Well, this is... I'm just going to play devil's advocate here for a second. Is Now, Neville's always brought up the fact that because he's got a rich owner, he looks after Salford, why can he not spend yeah. his money and make them the best team and pay the big wages? Why can't he do it? It's his money. Same as Wrexham. Mm-hmm. They're playing... They're paying football league players to play in the yeah. in the conference to get them, yeah. to get them up. Um, and that's what Salford... But also... Sorry. Why are Newcastle good now? Yeah. Because they've got Saudi money. And that that's... A bit sad. For me. That, that's what I know. You'll roll your eyes, and that's why it's sort of nice that Arsenal are doing well. Gives other teams hope yeah. that you can actually get to top of league yeah. without the Saudi money. Because yeah, but Arsenal have that's why that's why I've always liked Liverpool because Liverpool spent loads of money. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but Liverpool have had to be at like the best, best, best game, the best mm. coaches, the best players. have had to be that good to even compete. Like mm. five years down the time, it could just be literally every year is going to be City and. Newcastle. City and Newcastle yeah. battling it out. Like it could be that, but mm. yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it uh, makes it interesting yeah. topic, I suppose. We shall. It's a, a topic for another day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, to the teaser. Yeah, let's let's get on to that. So, Everton 
are one of the 12 founding members of the Football League, but can you name the other two current Premier League teams in this list? Is it Arsenal? No. Hmm. You can have a guess at the other founding members. Uh, so you're saying two current sides in the Prem? Spurs? Mm. No. I mean, I had no idea all these teams were all the founding members, to be honest. Well, I thought it was Arsenal. I definitely thought it was Arsenal. But it's no, they founded. So these founded the Football League back in whenever that was. But you're saying two of them are in the Prem right now? Yeah. God, yeah, terrible. It's fun. Um, oh, too far. I would have no idea. <laughs> Villa. Yeah. Aston Villa. And Southampton. No, Wolves. Is it Wolves? So yeah. we. I've, I need to do some more research on this because I actually feel bad for not knowing. So all these teams and the, the twelve founding members are all in the Midlands. Mm. So, I assume that's where the league started and then just sort yeah, of probably would have. worked its way north and south. Probably, they're, yeah, they're probably like working class and because the old, old years and years ago used to be they used to leave the factories and play football on a Wednesday mm. and that time of the weekend. So, so the 12 founding members, Accrington Stanley, who are they? Exactly. Um, Aston Villa, Blackburn Rovers, mm. Bolton Wanderers, Thogden FC. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> Burnley, Derby, Everton, Notts County, Preston North End, Stoke, Stoke. West Brom, and Wolves. <laughs> they are your 12 yeah. founding members. Very good. I did try to find an Everton teaser, but I, I couldn't really find one. So I was watching Thogden last night, <laughs> getting some inspo, and he was telling me all about the, um, the founding yeah, members, that Everton are a founding member and they need our help. Yes. So I brought it to our listeners' attention <laughs> that Everton need our help. Yeah, that's good. Um, Very nice. But I don't think that brings a, a wrap to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're done. Episode 29. 29, yeah. Episode 30 to come. Around the corner. Wow, 30 episodes already. It's gone, it's gone quick. Well, we January 23rd Yeah. Yes, yeah, so yeah. while, while we're on it, it's, it's a nice little milestone. Just mob. I can't get my words <laughs> out tonight. Um, thank you again for your continued support. It really does mean a lot to us. Um, keep sharing, liking, putting your stories. Giving if you haven't given five stars, five stars on Spotify or um, Apple Music or wherever you get your podcasts from. To yeah. be honest, um, YouTube as well. If you want to just drop us a like, we don't really use YouTube YouTube that much, but it, the episodes upload automatically on there. Yeah. Hopefully, we will get some more content on there shortly or whenever we decide to film or whatever we so I do with the podcast. There's an avenue, yes. avenue. Avenue, yeah. Um, but yeah, that is again. Thank you for the great support. Yes. Um, over the last week, I think we hit about four thousand listeners or something like that. So we're um, yeah, we're doing all right. Doing we're all right. doing all right, and it's all down to you, to you yeah. guys, really. Cause yeah, keep listening, like take yeah. yeah, just hopefully keep enjoying it. Um, yeah, like yeah. we said, episode thirty around the corner. So and remember, just to stay loyal. Stay loyal. <laughs>